0: Welcome to the whole assistant podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now on to today's episode. Hello! So before we get started today, I just want to share about an upcoming event in Dallas, Texas on August 24th, 2023. If you're listening to this in real time, this is going to be happening later on this month. So if you're listening to this podcast as it comes out later on this month, I am co-hosting an executive assistant mastermind with Melissa Peoples in Dallas, Texas. And Melissa and I have taken the mastermind model, which has traditionally been reserved for entrepreneurs and high-level executives, Uh, and and masterminding is really mind-hiving, really getting clear on what your values are, really getting clear on what you want for your life and your career and your business, and we have adopted the model for our use as assistants. So you're going to walk away with strategies that will serve you, unique takeaways, Um, input from other people as well. It's going to be a very collaborative event and yet it's also going to be very guided. We are very intentional with how we're approaching this and you'll walk away with your unique playbook for your role and for your career moving forward. So please join us. You can check out the link in the show notes to learn more or go to wholeassistant.com slash masterminddallas, wholeassistant.com slash masterminddallas, all one word. Okay guys, now on to today's topic. You're talking all about burnout. This is the second part in a two-part mini-series on burnout, and if you didn't listen to last week's episode on how to recognize burnout, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen. That episode sets the foundation for this episode. I introduced the concept of the burnout spiral, and today we are going to be talking about how to interrupt the burnout spiral, but it may help to get some clarity on burnout by listening to the first episode, which was last week in this series. So go back, listen to last week's episode, and then come back if you have not already listened to that episode. Okay. So to kind of give you a recap of what we covered last week, just briefly, I talked about how burnout is caused by prolonged stress and stress is caused by thoughts we're thinking in our brain. So I go into more detail in the last week's episode and I talk about how we should not shame ourselves for feeling burnout. It's not necessarily your conscious fault or anything. In fact, when I, I look back, when I went through my extreme burnout, had a stroke, I don't judge myself for that. It just was where I was at then, but I've learned so much since then. And so um, so I share a lot about my story in the last episode. I share a lot of win- wisdom and insight And today we're going to be talking about how to interrupt the burnout cycle. So for those of you who do not remember from last week, the burnout spiral, actually the burnout spiral, not cycle, the burnout spiral starts with a thought error, a way we're thinking in our brain that isn't serving us that we may not be conscious of. It's just an error in our thinking, which then results in lack of boundaries because the thought error is something along the lines of... It's my job to make everyone happy, and so we neglect to set the boundaries we need to set to protect ourselves, and the lack of boundaries leads to disconnection from yourself and what brings you joy, happiness, failure to rest, neglecting what brings you joy, disconnection from self, which then causes prolonged stress, and then we have thought errors about the stress, and down the spiral we go, right? Right? So I'm going to be talking about interrupting the burnout spiral today uh, as a way to get out of burnout or to recognize when you need to make the leap and kind of the entry points for interrupting that spiral. So the first strategy I have for interrupting the spiral is interrupting it at the thought. Interrupting it at the thought. So whenever we have the thought error, which is like the entryway to the burnout spiral, we can cut it off at the thoughts. So actually looking at the thoughts that are causing us to experience the stress, looking at the thoughts that are causing us to to not set the boundaries we need to set for ourselves, looking at the thought errors that are causing us to disconnect from ourselves, our desires, what we want, is the first strategy. So one thought error that I want to address today is the thought that you should feel differently about your role than you do. The thought that someone else, is able to handle your role and you are not, so therefore you're a terrible person and you should stick it out and make it work. Now, I am all for staying in a role that may not be a good fit, but doing it with intention to learn, the intention to grow, the intention to uncover what's going on for you, the intention to uncover what your true desires are. And I have had valuable experience, like, coaching people who wanted to stay in their roles for the right reasons, even though they weren't the best fit, right? But their reasons were good. They liked their reasons. They knew what their reasons were. And they were intentional about making the choice to stay in a position to explore themselves and to go down the self-discovery path. I will say, though, that there's nothing wrong with leaving a role If you don't like the role and if you feel like it's a terrible fit in terms of culture, if you feel like it's a terrible fit in terms of of support you're getting from your team, if you feel like it's a terrible fit in those ways, if you feel like you aren't jiving with your executive and your executive isn't treating you in the way that you need to be treated, by all means, you may leave that role so long as you like your reason why. So that's my thing. I'm all about you making the decision that is best for you and you being the authority in your life so long as you know and you like your reason why. What happens, one of the thought errors that I really want us to interrupt is this thought error that you should like your job or you should think about it or you should really, so-and-so can like their job. You know, it's like this compare and despair thing. So-and-so is really good at this part of their role and so then we feel bad that we aren't, good at the same thing without actually looking at what we are good at and at the value add we can bring to your situation, to your office, in your life as an executive assistant. So part of interrupting the thought error is really getting clear on what it is you want for yourself, what it is that you want in your work life, what it is that you want in all aspects, what it is that you want in terms of a work-life integration, what it is that you want in terms of a relationship with your executive, what it is that you want in terms of a relationship with your work, and so often we th- we override our knowing because we just want to make it work, and so that is a thought error. That's an example of a thought error. I gave a couple other examples last week around. Um, thinking that we need to make, it's our job to make everyone happy. That is a huge thought error that gets us stuck in overwhelm and burnout because we aren't setting those boundaries that we need to set. Another thought error that I spoke of last week was we don't think we're a good assistant unless we're available to everyone 24-7. And so there's like this self-judgment piece. So actually getting clear on what is going on for you, actually getting clear around the root of your burnout or the root of your prolonged stress will help you gain clarity on the things that you need to address in your mind, the thought errors that you need to look at and maybe shift a little bit. Um, And if you need help with that, you know hire a coach. I am here. this. Is, this is, I love doing this stuff. I actually love meeting with clients because we look at their brain kind of like we're watching a television screen and I'll be able to point out ways they're thinking that may not serve them. And we'll talk about what we can do to up-level our thinking so that we are setting those boundaries, so that we're staying connected with ourselves and our desires. Um, And I got to tell you, this is, this is hard for a lot of us to understand, but I get coaching too because I can't I don't know what's going on in my brain. I need that sounding board. I need somebody to point it out to me because I am living it. So, often my clients will feel a little bit of like shame and they're like, "Why can why did I not see that? What you're telling me makes perfect sense. Why could I not see that on my own?" Well, often we just need somebody to be able to point out those those things out to us so that we can see them more clearly. And I need the same thing. Coaches get coaching for this very same reason. Just because we are trained as coaches, just because we love to coach, doesn't mean that we don't also see our own thought errors. Thought errors are completely normal, but they can be remedied. And a great way to remedy a thought error is to like write out what you're thinking on a daily basis. Do a thought download and look at what of these thoughts may be causing me to experience stress. What if these thoughts feel really true to me, but maybe I need to start poking holes in them and questioning them? So that's the first kind of interruption point in the burnout spiral is is interrupting the thought errors that are happening, that are causing the lack of boundary setting, that are causing the disconnection from yourself, and that are ultimately causing the prolonged stress. The second sort of way to interrupt the burnout spiral is to just Get clear on what you want your boundaries to be. What do you want those boundaries to be? Where have you given away your power? And now you are ready to take your power back. So setting those clear boundaries, setting those parameters, really strategizing with regard to how you can disconnect at the end of the day so you can rest your mind, physically rest, mentally rest, socially rest, all the resting that we need to do to recover from the hard day's work what boundaries do you need to put in place in order to give yourself the time and space to be able to do that also the focus piece is a big one because if we're doing all the things and our and our attention is constantly being pulled in a million different directions that can lead to stress as well because it takes so much time for our brain to switch from tasks to vastly different tasks and it can take up to 40 percent of our productive time away so actually getting really clear on how you can focus more and strategizing on how you can create that focus for yourself and strategizing with regard to how you can set those boundaries to allow yourself to focus more will also go a long way in reducing that chronic prolonged stress. Um, So setting boundaries is a great way to interrupt the burnout spiral. Setting those boundaries for yourself and really being intentional with how you use your time and taking back the power and not feeling pushed around by your circumstances because you always have a choice. Even when it feels like you don't have a choice, you always have a choice. And then uh, the third way that we can interrupt the burnout spiral is just by connecting with yourself and your desires. We are the first to set aside our desires and we are the first to set aside our needs, personal needs. And um, this is because we want to genuinely do a good job in our roles. This is also because most of us are women. We are largely a pink collar group of people. So most of us identify as women and we have been socialized as women, which means that we have largely been socialized to prioritize others' needs ahead of our own. And so even connecting with yourself and your desires can feel selfish, but actually that connection with yourself and your desires is key to ensuring that you are not burning out, that you are doing things that fill you up and bring you joy, that you are doing things that are energizing for you, that you are staying connected with your desires in the workplace and not just overriding those in order to get your work done and not just overriding those because you feel like you should feel differently there's a way to kind of interrupt the burnout spiral at every step and point. And so I really want you to think strategically around all that I shared with you today in order to minimize stress. Stress is not a terrible response. It's the body's response to stressors, and it's good in short spurts. It's good in short spurts. But where we, what happens when, whenever we prolong stress is that it can have really bad ramifications for our work performance, for our personal lives, and even physically that stress can manifest. And I go into what those manifestations are in the last episode where I talk about identifying and recognizing burnout. So I'm not going to go into them here, but it's a very good idea to interrupt that burnout spiral before We are completely done and burnt out before we're experiencing physical manifestations, before we're experiencing personal life ramifications. We need to interrupt it before then. So I also have some other tips I'm going to share with you that will be helpful as you kind of interrupt your burnout spiral. And one of those is accepting who you are in this moment. Accepting who you are in this moment. We compound our suffering when we think we should be different or we think we should have responded to something in a certain way, or we think we should be able to handle all the workload or handle everything that's being thrown at us. When the reality is that the self-judgment piece will not serve you, actually accepting who you are in the moment, actually connecting with yourself and your desires, actually tapping into that piece and accepting all of it will serve you in moving past burnout. What happens that though that I see a lot, and I see this with my clients, I see this with people online, I see this um, in kind of multiple different facets with friends, is that we tend to not accept something about ourselves because we feel like we should be able to handle it, or we should be able to do better, or we should be able to do it the way so-and-so does it. But here's the deal, it's just because someone else may handle the stress better than you do doesn't mean that you're wrong or bad. And just because that they may have a strength and they may be viewing something from a certain perspective that will help them to have less stress doesn't mean that you also need to view it from that perspective and have less stress. So actually accepting yourself, accepting who you are, the strengths, and what you don't want will serve you in kind of honing what it is you actually do want and landing in a role that feels aligned with who you are, feels aligned with your values, and feels aligned with what you want from your work life. And then the other tip I have is to create evidence for your brain. So when I talk about interrupting thought errors, we have literally programmed our brain for so long to think in a certain way that there will definitely be some resistance to interrupting those thought errors. And there will definitely... Be some anxiety, more than likely, when you interrupt those thought errors and you start to adopt a new way of thinking. What I really want you to look for, though, is evidence that this newer, more high-level way of thinking, that, that the actual way that you want to think, I want you to create evidence for your brain. So I really want you to look for how that thought error wasn't serving you and how this new way of thinking is serving you. And I want you to be on the lookout for evidence that your new way of thinking is actually the best way of thinking for you moving forward, is actually going to serve you more moving forward, is actually going to help you execute on your role better. So for example, if you have a lot of anxiety about not checking your email after hours, I want you to write down your reasons why you don't want to check email after hours and how not checking your email after hours can actually serve you and your work at a higher level. Just off the top of my head, some things I'm thinking about are rest is equally as important as work and downtime is equally as important as, as, as productive time. And it is, guys, here's the deal. When we're resting, that's when our brain has time to assimilate information, that's when our brain has time to get some perspective and get some distance from our work if we are always working and we we don't actually give ourselves time and space to rest is that actually serving you is that the most productive use of your time or would you be better served to rest take some downtime and reapproach it later i'm constantly impressed at myself whenever i take a break if i'm especially if I'm dealing with a really challenging situation or issue, that if I take a little bit of a break from it and come back to it, my perspective is renewed. The way I think about it is different. I've got some perspective that I didn't have before. So that's what I mean when I say create evidence for your brain that your new way of operating will serve you and your career long term. Now, others may not may not like the way you're going to to conduct yourself. They may not like your new boundaries. But here's the deal. It's your job to set the boundary, and it's everyone else's job to push against it, just to make sure it's there. And so they may get frustrated. They may push back. They may retaliate in their brain a little bit. But over time, when you hold that boundary, they will come to accept it. So those are my tips for interrupting the burnout spiral. I'd love to hear from you guys. If you email me at at annieatholeassistant.com and let me know how you like to interrupt burnout, how you like to hit the reset button, I would love it. You can email me at at annieatholeassistant.com. And that is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at, Annie at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.